Thanks for tuning in to our Sunday morning worship service here at the Pine Level Pentecostal News Church with our senior pastor, Reverend Jerry Barbie, on this August the 22nd, 2021. Today's message is The Blood Still Works. The praise team will start the service off with When We All Get to Heaven. Sing the wondrous love of Jesus. Sing His mercy and His grace.
Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, this morning, Master, we lift up this youth, Lord, today. We're so thankful for each and every one of them. Father, just gather here today. Father, we're looking, Lord, for many, many more to come through those doors, Lord. And Father, they'll fellowship together and work together, Lord. And Father, just do all we can for the glory of God, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord, for what they're doing now. And I just pray, Lord, you're going to just bless them in a special way. You're going to put that protected hedge around them, Lord. God, Lord, as she said, it's been a difficult year, Lord, with school, different things going on. And this year, they're un unsure about different things, what's going to be taking place. But, Father, I pray, God, that you're going to take a hold of this thing, God. You're going to bring it all together, Lord, for the children that's in school, every single one of them, Lord. Father, it's not going to be hard as they think it's going to be. I pray, Lord, everything's going to fall right back in place, Lord. And, God, they'll be able to do what needs to be do done, Lord. So, Father, bless them, I pray. Father, the 
nerve, the nerves, the, 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 the anxiety they're feeling, Lord. I, I just pray, Lord, you give them victory over all this this morning, God. And Father, you know we'll give you the praise, the glory, and honor, Lord, for everything that's done. And everybody said, Amen. Don't this crowd look good this morning? Give them a hand today. Amen. There's an old song that I used to do, and we're going to try to do it this morning. I practiced with the guitar last night with her, and I would say she was messing me up when I was playing, but I was messing her up. So, <laughs> so uh, we're going to uh, try that song this morning. And uh, how many knows you're blessed today? How many's got something to be thankful for? Amen. As the world looks upon me As I struggle alone They say Rejoicing, how I wish they could see. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings on me. There's a roof up above me, I have a good place to sleep. There's food on my table and shoes on my feet. You gave me your love, Lord, and a fine family. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings on me. Well, I know that I'm not wealthy and these old clothes they're not new I don't have much money but Lord I have you and to me that's all that matters though the world may not see Blessings on me. There's a roof up above me. I've a good place to sleep. There's food on my table and shoes on my feet. You gave me your love, Lord, and a fine family. shall praise the Lord you know I, I did a song years ago and it was just such a blessing and while I was doing that song several times when I get to the part it says he gave me a family 
And, you, and you know, God's given me and Judy a family all over uh, the state of North Carolina where we've been pastoring in different places and how God has just blessed us richly with, with people throughout that's, uh, that's just been great for us and to us and are still praying for us and they call us every once in a while. I want to know how we're doing and uh, we just thank the Lord for that and we just appreciate that. But, you know, God let me know. says, son, I give you a family. I give you everything you need. I mean, no, God to give you everything you need today. Amen. Somebody shout praise the Lord. I want you to loosen up a little bit this morning. Amen. If you got your Bibles this morning, I'm going to, uh, uh, we're going to be going to the book of Exodus, chapter number 12, verses 7 to 13. How many know the blood still works? I'm talking about the blood of Jesus. The blood still works. Amen. America's in trouble. They're telling us now we about, we're about the worst that we have ever been. Uh, as far as allies and different ones, nobody trusts America anymore is what I'm hearing on the news. The allies said we, don't, you know, we can't put faith and trust in America no more. But let me tell you something, America, you ain't got nothing to worry about. If you've got Jesus on your side, everything's going to be all right. It ain't about what the world thinks about it. It ain't about what everybody's talking and what everybody's saying, you know, because we have victory this morning through Jesus Christ our Lord. How many glad you're saved today? Amen. The Bible says, and they shall take of the blood and strike it on the two side post and on the upper door post of the houses wherein they shall eat it. And they shall eat the flesh in that night roast with fire and unleavened bread and with bitter herbs, herbs, they shall eat it. Eat not of it raw nor sodden at all with water, but roast with fire his head with his legs and with the prudence thereof. And ye shall let nothing of it remain until the morning, and that which remaineth of it until the morning ye shall burn with fire. And thus shall ye eat it with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand, and ye shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. Verse 12 says, For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you and the plague shall not be upon you it to destroy you when it when I smite the land of Egypt. Somebody say God bless the reading of his word. How many firstborns are in here this morning? You're the firstborn of your family. How many? I got a few in here. Well, if the blood ain't applied when the death when the when the death angel came through Egypt and you being the firstborn, if the blood's not applied to your door your door lintels, uh, then my friend, you are going to be gone. You're going to die. But if you got the blood, you see the blood has to be applied. He said, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Can I tell you something today? When God sees the blood of Jesus Christ that's wrapped up all in you, then he's able to do what he did here. He's able to, he's able to just overlook you, or not overlook you, but pass over you when everything is coming down. All the things that's happening in the world today, all the things that's happening in America today. You know, we need to be praying much for those folks in Afghanistan because 
because there's a lot of folk over there in trouble right now that can't get out, that want to get out. Uh, and we're hearing on the news that everything's okay. Uh, those Taliban guys, that they're letting them through. They're, they're, not, they're, not, they're beating them, they're killing them, they're doing all kinds of stuff. Uh, and you and I need to be praying this morning, my friend, uh, that God's going to intervene in that mess uh, because what's happening there uh, is soon coming here uh, if we ain't careful. Can I get an amen? But the blood this morning still works. Amen. Our text focuses on God's instruction to Israel as he is about to deliver them from Egypt. You know the story of how Egypt had been slaves in Egypt for over 400 years. As slaves of the state, they built roads, they built pyramids, they built palaces and other works for the Egyptians. They prayed constantly for deliverance. Our text occurs on the eve of their deliverance, or from deliverance from Egypt. They are ordered to kill a lamb and to prepare it for Egypt with bitter herbs. They were also ordered to take the blood of the lamb and use it to paint the exterior doorpost of their homes. Take the blood, put it on the doorpost, apply the blood. The strange decoration would be assigned to God's deaf angel to spare anyone on the inside of their home from the death of their firstborn, which was the tenth and the final plague against Egypt. As promised, the deaf angel came. Each home had the blood applied to the doorpost uh, were saved. Everywhere the blood was applied, uh, they were saved. Every home, uh, everyone in that home, those without the blood uh, applied over the doorpost uh, suffered uh, the death of their firstborn whether they were Israelites or not. Didn't make no difference. Uh, God said uh, he'd give them strict instructions to take the blood, uh, put it on the doorpost uh, and when I see the blood uh, I'm going to pass over you. I, I got news for you this morning. I'm glad I know Jesus as my Savior. But more than that, I'm glad he knows me. I'm glad the Bible declares that he chose me. I didn't choose him. Aren't you glad that you were chosen, my God, to be a child of God on your way to glory this morning? And everything that's going on around about you, you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to be afraid of it. Just trust Jesus. He's going to bring you all the way through it in Jesus' name. Some folks say, well, what if I die? Well, it's a promotion to glory. Everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody don't want to die. How I many know right now that's the only way to get there is to die? There's a friend of mine was talking to me a few weeks ago, and I'm thinking of me sometimes. He was talking to me. He said, do you know that if people really realize what was in store uh, for them uh, through Jesus Christ our Lord, uh, what they get when they go to glory, what they get when they go to heaven, uh, he said they'd be committing suicide to get there. I said, to be sure. And now I said, well, you know, all the things that God's got in store, don't commit suicide, but just be glad and thankful that what he's got for you, uh, eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard, the half hasn't even been told what God's got for those folks that love him today. And people sitting around scared to death. Amen? Our bishop is, is telling us pastors to be very cautious. Tell the church to be cautious. Do everything you can. Be cautious with this pandemic thing or this plague. Or this plague. Well, it's a plague or whatever you want to call it. Uh, this this, this uh, coronavirus thing, uh, this delta stream, whatever it is. Uh, I don't know what it is, I, you know, but I do know this. Uh, it's serious stuff, so we have to be very careful. We have to be cautious, but don't walk in fear because fear will cause you to do crazy things. Amen? 
So this morning inside the homes of the people who were obedient to God, I can imagine right now they were filled with joy and hope because it appeared that the terrible midnight of their enslavement was about to end. They were thinking it's all going to be over in just a little while. The joy they shared on the interior of inside their homes was because of the blood that was applied on the exterior or outside of their homes on the doorpost. Can I tell you something this morning? You and I this morning the same way. We have the blood applied. We need to be jumping with joy. We need to be so excited that we ain't got to worry about what's going on in the world. He's going to deliver us one of these days and it ain't going to be long. I can imagine how joyful those folks were because they knew we're getting out of Egypt and everything's going to be okay. God's going to deliver us from this mess. I mean, no, God's going to deliver you from the mess you're in right now. But you know, it didn't last long, did it? Because it went long, they were backbiting, belly complaining. Told Moses, what, you bring us out here to die? What, what's going on? We ain't got no water, ain't got nothing to eat. We'd have been better off if we stayed in Egypt and they'd just had cucumber and, uh, and garlic. Well, I understand garlic's good for you. But see, complaining, not very long after what took place. But you know what? God delivered them and he set them free. Amen? The joy that they shared. The lamb was slain. His blood was applied to the lintel and the side post of the doors of the house in which the Jewish families lived. But listen to me. It wasn't the life of the lamb that saved the people from judgment. But the death of the lamb is what saved the people. The Bible says without shedding of blood, there is no remission or forgiveness of sin. Leviticus chapter 17 verse 11 says, For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar upon the altar to to, to, to uh, make an atonement for your souls uh, for it is the blood uh, that maketh an atonement uh, for your soul. Without the blood of Jesus Christ uh, there be no remission of sin this morning. How many is thankful he was willing to go to the cross? And people take him so lightly so nonchalant. I heard a preacher preaching on radio this morning he said I'm going to make some folks mad and he didn't make me mad because I didn't have no problem with what he was talking about. But he was talking about all these things that people are blessed with. And all those blessings they got, sometimes it can end up being a curse. Because they put all those blessings before they do God. I'm going to leave it there at that. But he was calling out some things. You see, there are some people who claim to admire the life and teachings of Jesus, but they don't want to carry the cross of Jesus. Yet it's his death on the cross that paid the price of our redemption. Matthew 20, 28 says, Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give life, give his life a ransom for many. Jesus told the disciples in Matthew 26, 28, as he prepared to share his last supper with them, he said of the cup that, that they were about to drink, he said, For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sin. Thank God for the shedding of the blood. Then in John chapter 3, verse 14, through 17 and as Moses was lifted up the serpent in the wilderness even so must the son of man be lifted up thou that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life now listen we quote it all the time for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life how many believers in the house this morning if you're a believer you have everlasting life amen you don't have to wait to get it is give it to you right now you've got everlasting life if you've got Jesus 
For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Jesus. Everybody say Jesus. Jesus. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin according to the riches of his grace. Then 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 5 and 6. For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, or men, the man Christ Jesus who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. Man, you should be testifying of the glory of God and what he's done for you and what, who, who, what Jesus done for you. You should be sharing your testimony with everybody else. You should be excited about, about serving the Lord. But you'd be surprised how many undercover Christians there are in the world today. What do you mean under, undercover Christians? They're Christians, but people don't know it. They never, break, they never speak about it, never bring it out. Amen? Hebrews chapter 9, verse 28. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. And then Revelation chapter 5 and 9. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by the blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation you know what the Bible says you know what it's telling us right there whosoever will let them come unto Jesus amen so that means every life is important everybody is important amen everybody is worth, worth, worth doing something for why because Jesus died for every human being that's ever draw breath his blood can save them as well as he saves you and I this morning so he did it for every kindred every tongue and people and every nation he went to the cross for Jesus was our substitute he died a substitutary death for you and I Jesus died in our place when he was crucified on the cross you know we deserve to be on the cross we place a place on the cross to die instead of Jesus because we are the ones who live sinful lives he had no sin but if he's willing to go to take the sins of the world upon himself that you and I can have the freedom that we have today. But Christ took the punishment on himself in our place. He substituted himself for us and took away and took what we rightly deserve. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21, Paul said, For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. In Jesus, in Jesus. Isaiah said he suffered the judgment of our sin. Isaiah 53, 4 and 6, 4 through 6. Surely he had borne our griefs, carried our, our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Somebody say, I'm healed. All we like sheep have gone astray we have turned everyone to his own way and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all he took all he didn't take part of it he took all sin first Peter chapter 2 verse 24 who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness but whose stripes ye were healed Isaiah said you are healed Peter said you were healed so we're healed in Jesus' name. Somebody shout praise the Lord. Amen. However, to be effective, the blood had to be applied to the doorpost for God, for, for God promised, uh, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. 
It is significant this morning simply to know that Christ was, sac- was sacrificed uh, for the sins of the world. We must, ap- we must ap- appropriate uh, that sacrifice for ourselves uh, and be able to say with Mary in Luke chapter 1 verse 46. Uh, and Mary said, my soul doeth, doeth magnify the Lord. How many magnify the Lord this morning? Amen. Because he loved you. The blood still works. The blood provided provision. Uh, how many here today know that the Lord will provide for you? Amen. People are talking now. They're beginning to talk. They're saying what you need to do. You need to start buying some stuff up and get some stuff and store it up and get it because there's going to come a time that they already talk about it going in stores and shelves are being empty. Amen. So, so you know, they said buy up some stuff so because of what might happen. And, I, I, you know, I, 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 I bought some stuff yesterday. I bought me some, some green beans. I said, them things will last a long time. If you feel them, you'll be all right. Amen. So I don't know what's going to happen. I, ain't got, I don't know what it is. I, I don't predict all this kind of stuff, what's taking place. But what I'm hearing all around everywhere, you hear it. You know, I'm going to quit watching the news and start watching Andy Griffin. Andy Griffin can, can teach me more what the news can teach me. That last person we had was talking about fake news. That's what you're hearing now. You're hearing a lot of fake news, a lot of stupidity. If I've raised my children, you can't fix stupid. Amen? Let me get off of that. But how many know here today know that the Lord will provide for you? The blood of Christ does not promise us prosperity, but it does give us God's promise of provision for our daily bread. Jesus reminded those who doubted God's provisionary powers to consider the birds of the air, how they are fed by God constantly. The songwriter added this. He said, his eye is on the sparrow and I know he watches me. Another reason why I know that the blood still works is because the blood was good in the time of trouble. Egypt, now Israel was in trouble. Children of Israel, they were in trouble in Egypt. They've been slaves for 400 years. They've been praying a long, long time. God, you deliver us, deliver us, deliver us. And it got bad. So God called a man out in the desert. Oh, Moses, that was what was, was raised up there. He called him and said, Moses, I want you to go get my children. And I want you to bring them out of Egypt. What did Moses do? He started making excuses. I can't do that. I can't speak. I'm a man of slow speech. What am I going to do? You need to pick somebody else. You need to do something else. Moses ain't no different than the rest of us this morning, amen. Because when God moves on us and prompts on us, uh, we start making excuses. Uh, I did. I made every excuse in the world. There ain't no excuse. Uh, he let me know, son, uh, there is no excuse with God. Uh, all you got to do is just be obedient uh, and follow what I want you to do, uh, and everything's going to be all right. But if you want to go your own direction, uh, you can go your own direction. God gave me the choice. Uh, he didn't make me do what I'm doing today. Uh, he gave me the choice. Uh, you can do it if you want to. You don't have to. Uh, but everything's going to be all right with me if you don't. Uh, because if you don't do it, I feel them shoes with somebody else that would take over and do what God wants to be done. So mess around with your calling. Keep sitting on it. And after a while you'll get mad when you see somebody else doing what you knew you were supposed to have been doing. I watched people preach. I didn't go to church for a long time. But I turned that TV on and I'd watch. My daughter came through the other morning. The other morning. Now, they, I've always been in church with them. They don't know Daddy without, without being in church. Matter of fact, we went to church so much, I said, Daddy, can we just take a day off? <laughs> but nowadays, the kids tell the parents whether well, they can go to church or not. Amen? And it's okay, they think. No, it's not. 
But I used to turn the TV on. She walked through the other day, and Jimmy Swagger was on there. He was talking. He was preaching. And I heard it when she told Drew. She said, you see that right there? He said, yeah. He said, every Sunday morning we heard that. We had to hear that. Every Sunday morning. He came home before we went to church, and Daddy was sitting there and listening to him. And I listen to him now, son. Amen? I listen to him. I listen to him. And God began to move and stir me. And, 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 as, and as I stepped down and went ahead and accepted the call of God, scared to death. I didn't know what to do, where to do, what to do, how to do, nothing. Well, God said, son, don't you worry about it. Everything's going to be okay. I'm going to be with you wherever you go. Don't worry about it. I'll be there before you get there. That's what the Holy Ghost told me. Don't worry about what you're going to say. Amen? Brother Bill Thornton is praying hard that I'll throw this thing right here down. And I'll just go ahead and break loose and let go and let God like I used to do. But for some reason or another, it ain't that easy no more. I don't know why. I've got daughter. I, you know, my wife said you run rabbits when you don't have your notes, when you don't have your You run rabbits and you run squirrels, you run everywhere in the world. So you need to just go ahead and do what you need to do huh, and do it like it ought to be done. That's what I'm trying to do. I want to follow the lead of God, whatever God wants me to do. Huh. And he told me last night, he said, son, the blood, it still works. Huh. You just trust in me and everything's going to be okay. For Israel, the blood over the doorpost was more than simple lamb's blood over a door, or doorway. The blood meant that when trouble came, they would be under the protection of God himself. How I many know you don't get no better protection than that? The Egyptians were not sure about the threat Moses gave to Pharaoh. And even though there were many who had witnessed the other acts of God, which demonstrated that his people were indeed protected, God wanted the Egyptians to know that he was their strong tower in the time of trouble. I mean, glad you got a strong tower this morning. Amen. Psalms 46 and 1. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. So when you find yourself in trouble, there ain't no need to get all upset and worried doing crazy mess just stop calm down take it easy and know God's with you all the way and he's going to look after you yeah. amen Psalms 145 18 the Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him everybody say Jesus, Jesus. when you say that name there what does the Bible say the Lord is nigh unto them in other words God is that he's just a, he's just a whisper away yeah. how many has ever told folks you know well if you need me I'm just a phone call away right. well Jesus is just a phone call away Amen. And all you got to do is dial 1-800-HELP. And he'll be right there. Amen. The Lord is now unto all them that call upon him, to all that call upon him in truth. Everybody say in truth. A lot of people call on Jesus, but it's not in truth because they're not serving him. Huh? Come on. Somebody holler protection. Holler protection. Where my teenagers at? Show these folks how to holler protection. There you go. Like you mean it. Huh? Come on. Protection. What's protection? Jesus! Just holler his name. Amen. Because no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Our bodies may fall prey to many of the attacks of Satan, but our spirits remain forever committed to the Lord. How many know your bodies are going to wear out? I'm finding that out as I get older. Things don't work like they used to work. I can't walk like I used to walk. I can't run like I used to run. I can't do a lot of things I can't do. I have to take my time. And now I find myself I just have to completely stop and just rest a little while and then, and then continue on. But used to, uh, like you, we would just go wild and go crazy and do all kinds of things, work as hard as we could work. Raised on the farm. If I knew then what I know now, them 200-pound bags of fertilizer would have been still laying there without some help. 
And that big old weight you had to pick up and put on the front of that John Deere, that would have laid there until you got some help. Because guess what? Things are going on now because of some of those things I did back then. I believe that with all my heart. I really do. Our bodies may fail, but that's what? Our, our spirits is committed to the Lord. This was the case with Job. His soul was protected while his body was heavily attacked. Job responded, yea, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. How many trust God in your sickness? Huh? Trust God. Trust God. There was a time I wouldn't take nothing. I wouldn't take an aspirin. I wouldn't take nothing. I'd have migraine headaches to the point be throwing up. I called a disco with Sir one night about 2 o'clock. He said, what? He said, Pastor Barton, what's going on? I said, I'm dying. He said, what do you mean you're dying? I said, my head's busted open. I can't see. I, I'm hurting so bad I can't hardly stand it. He said, well, we'll pray for you. As soon as I hang up the phone, we'll pray for you. I said, please do. And it won't a minute and a half later, everything about me just disappeared. Headache gone. Everything was gone. I'm feeling butter. I'm nauseated no more. Let me tell you something. Look, prayer works. Prayer works. But sometimes we have to get to the point that all we have is prayer. Amen. Then we can trust God. Somebody shout praise the Lord. We rejoice in the truth that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Amen. Amen? So, he attacked Job. What did God tell him? He, he told him, he said, you got a head I can't get to him. Yes, you can. Everything he's got, joy. You don't touch his body. You can't take his life. Everything he's got. I'm going to tell you something. Satan took everything the man had. What did Job say? Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. I can't even imagine what Job was going through. And his friends come to him and told him, said, well, if you hadn't, if you hadn't had all this sin in your life, you wouldn't be in the shape you're in right now. With friends like that, you don't need friends. Amen? You need somebody to come encourage you, lay hands on you, pray for you. Huh? We rejoice in the truth that no weapons formed against us, just as Satan tried to attack Christ himself. He could not succeed at touching his soul. He couldn't touch Jesus' soul. Amen. So we too can have and have access can have and have access to enjoy that same protection this morning in Jesus because the blood still works. Somebody tell me the blood still works. Another reason why I know that the blood still works is because the blood takes away sin. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18, come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Amen. The transforming power of the blood of Christ affects us personally and it affects our community. It changes lives. It changes our quality of life for those around us today and in the life to come. The first thing that the blood of Christ does for us is that it takes away our sin. How many glad God takes away your sin this morning? And when he comes back, he's coming back out of a church without spot, blemish, or wrinkle. So I know he's coming back after Pine Low. I'm not saying that's sarcastic. I'm, I'm, he's, coming, he's coming back. But let me tell you something. Pentecostal don't mean nothing. Church of God don't mean nothing. Assembly of God don't mean nothing. Baptist don't mean nothing. What do you mean, preacher? There's one God, there's one baptism. Amen. There's one faith. So what's going to happen? How many know Jesus prayed a prayer? He said, Father, I pray that my people be as one as you and I are one. Ain't that what he said? So what's going to happen, Pastor? All these walls of denominationalism is coming down. 
All God's true servants are coming together. I'm talking about the universal church of Jesus Christ our Lord. All of it's coming out. The Bible says we'll see eye to eye. We'll speak the same thing. We'll have the same faith. That's what's going to happen. So, Pastor, were you saying, no, I'm saying what we're doing is a good thing. Don't say what we're doing is a good thing. And we need to keep on doing what we're doing because there's a lot of folks out there that's lost and done without Christ. There's, there's, there's a harvest out there ready for us to go get. Amen. And bring them in and teach them everything we know about the word of God. And then when it comes, when the time comes, uh, Jesus himself, uh, he's going to make the appearance. Uh, but when his church comes together, his church is going to come together. Can I get an amen? Uh, those that are serving the Lord, those that truly have been, have been washed uh, in the blood of the lamb of Jesus Christ, their sin been forgiven. Uh, he's coming back uh, after a church without spot, blemish, or wrinkle. And God's children are going to come together. Amen. Uh, but before God's children can come together, uh, all these churches coming together before that can take place. These churches inside the churches have got to come together and realize it's not about us. It's not about you. It's all about him and him crucified. It's all about what he's done and what he's going to do because he's going to make his appearing one day and the saints of God is going to go back with him. I preached a funeral yesterday and I told him in the book of Thessalonians where it talked about the dead in Christ and we which are alive and remain shall not hinder either one. They're going to be raised first and then we're going to be caught up together to meet Jesus in the ass. Amen. And if he, if he keeps tearing, I'm going to go by the grave. But I'm looking forward to the time he splits the eastern sky and I'm going home to be with him in glory because he's made me that promise. If he don't come with my lifetime, he's coming sometime. He's going to take me home. Folks, I know the blood still works. That's why it's still applied. That's why I'm still walking in it. That's why I'm still doing what he wants me to do. That's why the devil gets mad because we know the blood works and we're going to stand on the blood of Jesus Christ. I got something to look forward to. I got something to look forward to. His name is Jesus. I've never seen him. But I've touched him. He's touched me. How in the world can you say you've never seen him, but he's touched you, and you've touched him? Why? Because the blood still works, and I know he said, I'll be in you, and you be in me. Hmm? You abide? <laughs> I like that word, abide. You abide? Everything's going to be all right. How many is abiding in Christ today? Amen? Come on. God is good, ain't he? He takes away the sin. Christ's death on Calvary became the eternal sacrifice that was made on our behalf, giving us a chance to, to the tree of life. Amen. I don't know about you this morning, but I'm glad the deacons don't have to come up here every week and lay out sacrifices up here and kill, kill birds and kill, kill lambs and kill all this mess and take the blood and sprinkle it here and there and do all this, all these things that God wanted them to do. I'm glad we don't have to do that no more because Jesus done it all. He was the perfect lamb that was sacrificed. And he said, I'm coming back after a perfect people. Can I get an amen? amen. Glory. So we don't have to do the sacrifices no more. He done it all for us. That's why John would write in John chapter 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Every teenager in here, I, I bet, could quote that scripture right there. Huh? For God so loved the world. You know how God told me to read that? For God so loved Jerry. 
that he gave his only begotten son. Can I tell you something this morning? If you were the only person of the universe, Jesus would have still done the same thing he did on the cross of Calvary just for you. That's how much he loved you. For God so loved me that he gave his only begotten son that if I believe in him, I should not perish, but I should have everlasting life. When I got saved, he gave me everlasting life. I don't have to wait to get it because I've already got it. Amen. Before anyone can think of transforming the world, the community or his own family, first a person must make him to or herself available to apply the blood of Christ in his or her own life. The text from Revelation noted that saints were victorious or that they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the words of their own testimony. We must have a story to tell. How many has got a story to tell today? I talk to people all the time. If I'm in the grocery store, if I'm in Lowe's or whatever, I talk. If I'm out in the parking lot, I talk to them. I find something to talk to them about. And then eventually we get into where you go to church. What you doing? You're serving the Lord. And then I say Pine Level. They say, where in the world is Pine Level? I said, you and Wilson, you know where Pine Level's at? I said, if you go down 95, you'd be three miles from Pine Level. You'll pass wrong through it. But if you take 97, exit 97, come around, you come right to Pine Level. Amen. I tell them where it's at. Tell them what it's all about. I tell them they can find us on YouTube. I tell them we've got a 24-hour radio station going. Amen. And I ain't had nothing to do with all that. My main man, Joy, up there does that and does a good job with it. How many of listen to the radio? Do you listen to the radio? Amen. They listen to it. I like it when he gets on there. You'll listen to the Pine Level, Pentecostal Holiness Church. Amen. Studio, studios here at Bond Level. I said, praise God, we got some studios. Some God's good at it. But he's got us going all over everywhere, and people can get it if they want it. They can get it anywhere they want it. So sometimes I couldn't see my way through. Amen? But the Lord, he brought me out right now. I'm free. I've got the victory. I've got a testimony. The Lord has been good to me. How many has the Lord been good to you? I tell folks how good God is. I'm trying to get you to see that if you are going to transform others around us, that we must always be transparent with ourselves because if we are not well, then our efforts will not work without first transforming ourselves. Tell your neighbor this morning you need a testimony. You need a testimony. Everybody's got a testimony. How many folks say it in the building? Say amen. You got a testimony. Do you remember when you won't say it? Do you remember what you were doing? I won't bad. I won't mean. I just did, you know, just did some crazy stuff. Amen. But I'm so glad that he brought me out of that junk because I was headed down the wrong road. If I'd have kept going like I was going, they buried my daddy out there in Kenley. He was 38 years old. If I'd have kept on going the way I was going, they'd probably put me out there right beside him. Because I was headed down the same road he was. I was told basically all my life, you'll be just like your daddy. No count. He don't, don't do, you won't do nothing. And that's what I was told. I was told that by a lot of people. And you get told that so much as a child, guess what? It, it begin to grab a hold of it. And then you realize, well, there ain't nothing to me to start with. I ain't, I ain't going to be able to do nothing. My dad is dead. He died at 38, drank himself to death. So I probably be the same way he is. And that's what I had in my mentality was. That's what I had. But guess what happened? God had a different string, had a different story for me. I didn't have to tell that story no more. I don't have to tell it no more. Why? Because the blood works. The blood was applied. And he changed everything about me this morning. Amen. I've overcome that. You know what people tell me? There's generational curses. I agree. 
agree with that. Family have generational curses. But I got news for you this morning. When God saved me, when Jesus gave his life for me, when I accepted him as my Lord and Savior, guess what he done? He broke every generational curse that's ever been put on me. Every curse been said about me. He's put it all off of me. So the generational curses, God can change it. If you get the blood applied, he'll deliver you from all of it in Jesus' name. Because daddy did that. You don't have to do it. Just go to Jesus. He'll make it right for you. I used to tell my wife, I said, I won't live to be 35. She said, you won't? No. And I was, I said, that's what I felt. I felt that. I said, I won't, I won't live to be 35. Then I turned 35. She said, you ain't, you ain't gone. You're still here. You know what she tells me now? You're starting to be an old man. <laughs> but she's still a young lady. Did I do that right? Yeah, I did. Amen. Seriously. Folks, let me tell you something. Teenagers, listen to me. You can get this junk in your mind. Satan will work on you. He'll deceive you. He'll lie to you. He'll cheat you. He'll do everything. He'll get you thinking of all kinds of junk that's going on in your life. Well, now, let me tell you something. In Jesus Christ, you're free. The world will tell you you ain't worth nothing. Amen? You ain't going to do nothing. You can't accomplish this. You can't accomplish that. Let me tell you something. The sky's the limit with you this morning. Amen? As a matter of fact, the sky ain't even the limit. You can go up to the universe. If you just put Jesus Christ first in your life, he'll order your steps. And when he orders the steps, ain't nobody can change him. Amen? That's what took place in me. He said, son, you're going the wrong way. You're doing the wrong thing. I need to order your steps. If you let me order your steps, if you let me do the anointing and put you where I want to put you, everything's going to be all right after a while. Amen. And I'm still working on it. Amen. I still have some troubles. The devil still comes and fights and does things to me. Amen. When I preach, he's working on me hard. In one area, I'm hearing, you ain't doing nothing. They don't care. They don't want to hear it. But the other ear, Jesus saying, son, don't listen to that. Don't listen to that. Because what you're doing is what I want you to do. And if you do what I want you to do, you ain't going to worry about the faces. Ain't anybody told Jeremiah? Don't worry about the faces. I got you. Everything's going to be okay. I'm telling you, folks, you, you know, some of you people that teach... He'd work on you the same way. Unless you're super righteous. He'd work on you the same way. You'd be teaching and, you, you, uh, you, well, this ain't getting the word. This ain't doing nothing. Well, let me tell you something. Anytime you speak the word of God, he said, my word will not come back void. It's going somewhere to somebody that needs to hear what you're talking about. Those by the way of internet, listen to me this morning. Somebody out there needs to know and needs to hear what I'm talking about this morning. Why? Because there's a lot of folks out there that's hurting. A lot of folks out there that the devil's just cramped down. He's got them in bondage. But I got news for them. If they get the blood applied to their doorpost, if they get the blood applied to their heart, he'll bring them out of that junk. He'll bring them out of that bondage. And where they think they're going, to be a whole complete different way. Why? Because they've gone their way long enough. And now if they're turning go the way Jesus wants them to go, they'll find out life's going to be a whole lot better. Can I get an amen right there? I don't know about you, but I'm glad I know Jesus. Yeah. I'm not perfect by no means. I'm striving to get there. So we all have a testimony. Amen. 
We must know the Lord as our Savior and testify of his transforming power in our lives before we can hope to transform our neighbors, friends, and family. We've got to have. You can't give something that you don't have. If I tell you this morning, I got you a bottle of water, and I'm going to give you a bottle of water, and I don't have one, I can't give you what, you, what I ain't got. But if Larry Barbie keeps up with it in there, I can go in there and get you one. And I can bring it to you. Why? Because I got one to give. But if I don't have, if I don't have it to give, I, no, I can't give it. So if I don't have Jesus in my life, I can't give Jesus. I can talk about him all I want to. Amen? I, I can talk about him all I want to. But, but you know what? God is still God. And he's going to bless every single individual that's got the blood applied. Somebody shout praise the Lord. God's good. Our lives should be the best testimony about the power of God to completely remake and rebuild lost lives. People shouldn't be seeing you. They should be seeing the Jesus in you. Everywhere you go. Huh? I don't know if it's in my message tonight. It might be. I don't know. You read so much. You just, I don't know. But anyway. I know it was the blood. So finally, I'll just go here. Finally, every chance we get, we must testify to the world that we ourselves have been transformed by what we used to be. It was nothing but the blood. There is transforming power in the blood of Christ. Only the blood can transform a nobody into a somebody. As Matthew and he will tell you, ask Matthew and he will tell you that the only blood can, trans, that the only blood can transform a tax collector into a missionary. Ask Peter and he'll tell you that only the blood can take a man off the fish pond and make him a fisher of men. You ask Paul and he will, he will tell you uh, that only the blood can take a persecutor of the church uh, and transform into a, perpet a perpetrator of a kingdom of God. Uh, ask the woman at the well uh, and she will tell you that only the blood uh, can transform a life uh, so, that, so, so much uh, that, that they would run uh, through the streets saying, uh, come see a man uh, who told me everything, uh, all I ever Ever done, Amen. She was so excited about what Jesus done. She went through town shouting. You asked Esther this morning, and she will tell you that only the blood of the Lamb that 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 take a lowly Jewish that can take a lowly Jewish girl and make her the queen of Persia. She you the power of the blood transform our despair into a never dying hope. That's why the songwriter declared, "My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ and righteousness." I dare not. I trust the sweetest fame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is seeking sand. Amen. You stand on Jesus, he'll bring you through the victory every time. Some may think there's their hard works. Their hard work has brought them this far. It has been hard work. I disagree because I know it was the blood. The blood is what got us where we are. I was talking to a man one day and he was telling me how that serving Christ would be hard. He said, I'd have to give up everything I got. Everything I'm doing, I had to quit it. I had an uncle one time. I said, Uncle Howard, I said, let me ask you something. Have you ever thought about your spiritual life? He was a, he was a bartender in Washington, D.C. all his life. 
I mean, that's, that's what he did. He's a bartender. I said, Uncle Albert, I said, have you ever thought about your spiritual life? He said, son, I have. I really have. He said, but if I turn over to that, I have to give up everything I'm doing. Everything. Because everything I'm doing is not right. He said, and that will be hard. And I've told people the same thing. I said, no. The ways of the transgressor is hard. Jesus said, my yoke is easy. Come, I give you rest. <laughs> so Jesus' way is the easy way. Trans, the, the, the transgressor, that's the hard way. That's the hard life. Amen. But you can't get people to understand that. They got to give up everything. No, no, no. You don't give up nothing. Look what you gain. I guarantee if he, and I don't know, he died a few years ago. I'm hoping he made it right with the Lord. You know, I, I hope he did. I don't know. Amen. I really don't. But I, I, I tell you this. If he would have turned his life over to Jesus, he, would, he was thinking he would lose everything he's got because that's what the devil wants people to think. They're going to lose everything they got. I can't do this no more. I can't bartend no more. I can't do it. And this is all I know, son. And this is all I know. This is all I do. Been doing this since I was 17 years old. That's all I know. I said, but Jesus can make it a lot easier than what you think. But the devil tells them, you got to give it all up. No. They need to do the pros and cons of this thing. Then you need to look to see what you gain. Because I guarantee you, if you surrender it all to Jesus, what you were doing, what you're about to do is going to be greater and better than anything you've ever done in the past without Jesus. I guarantee you that this morning. Can I get an amen right there? Some may envision themselves as the source of their own good fortune. But I disagree because I know it was the blood. There are some things in this world that we cannot attain without the blood. There is a fountain from which you cannot drink, but the power of the blood brings you to that fountain. There's a promise that you cannot claim, but the power of the blood allows you to claim that promise. <laughs> I mean, no, everybody's been promised life. Everybody's been promised life. He's promised that to everybody. Huh? If the blood can be applied, he'd give you life. If the blood's not applied, he's going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. Amen. Come on. It's hard. I know it's hard, but that's, that's, that's life. That's the way it's going to be. There is a hope that you cannot enjoy, but power, the power of the blood allows you to enjoy that hope. The songwriter asked the question, what can wash away my sin? Nothing. Amen. Then the answer that every born-again Christian already knows is nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. That's the only thing that's going to make you whole this morning is the blood of Jesus. When you've been washed in the blood, you sing with a new meaning. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood that saved me. I know it was the blood that took my hatred and transformed it into love. I know it was the blood that took my despair and transformed it into hope. I know it was the blood that took my disgrace and transformed it into honor. And I know it was the blood that took my enemies transformed them into friends. I know it was the blood that took my worries, transferred them into solid confidence more. Because the blood works, it still works today as it did when it went to the cross of Calvary. Brother David, y'all come on. The blood still works. One day, when I was lost, he died. He died up on a cross 
And I know it was the blood that saved me. He died to give me a chance to turn my life around. He died to give me a chance to get a clean start. But early Sunday morning arose. Early Sunday morning arose to guarantee my salvation. Because that third day when they looked to look for him, the angel in there said, who are you looking for? He ain't here. He's gone. He's already told you everything what was going to happen. He's not here. They came to embalm a dead body. But guess what? He won't there. He arose from the grave. He gave me salvation. He lives today. And if I die, he says, you will not die. You're still going to live. Though I was dead, yet shall I live because the blood still works today in Jesus' name. I'm excited about my Lord, what he's done for me. I heard George Scrantz, that bass player, is that his name? A bass singer? George Scrantz, yeah. I heard him say one time, he was testifying tears running down his eyes. He says, folks, I want you to know something. He said, I got a whole lot more days behind me than I have ahead of me. I got more days behind me than I do ahead of me. I heard him tell that. But he also said, he is still Lord. And he's who I look to. Amen. We're all getting a little older. Amen. And we're sitting around worried about a lot of things. They ain't going to make a hill of beans. Where are we going to be 10 years from now? Where are we, on, where are we going to be 10 years from now? We've got teenage, teenagers in here that's 15, 16. They're going to be 25 and 26. Wow. Can you imagine that? Some of us going to have, make you granddaddies and grandmoms. Huh? Some of them might make you great-grandma and great-granddaddy. I don't know. 10 years from now, what's going to happen? Nobody knows. We, don't know. we ain't got a clue, but I can tell you this. 10 years from now, 15 years from now, 30 years from now. Jesus is still Lord. The blood still works. Regardless of what's going on in America, regardless of what's going on in the world, he's still on the throne and he says everything's going to be okay. You look to me. I ordered the steps and if you'll follow my steps, you're going to be all right in Jesus' name. Somebody tell me the blood still works. Everybody stand to your feet this morning. If you're here this morning, you need prayer. The altar's wide open. We need to pray hard that God's going to intervene on this COVID mess and people walking around scared and afraid and there's people getting it. People, we need to be careful. We need to be cautious. There are churches now that's, that's full of COVID, I understand. And we need to be much in prayer that they will be able to overcome all that stuff and uh, not be sick with it and just be able to, you know, just overcome it. We need to pray. Amen. And that's what the devil's doing. He's attacking the church as hard as he can. And all this stuff that the church has, I was listening to somebody yesterday and they were talking about that. All the, the tax reforms we have and all the exemptions we have and all this kind of stuff, they're working on it. They're going to take it away from us because they need more money. If they quit giving these idiots that won't work money, let them go to work, they won't need as much money as they need. Did I say that? It's an absolute fact. Me and my wife got, when we go somewhere and there's people doing the cash register, we're doing something, we'll look at them and say, you know what, I appreciate you working. I told a girl that yesterday at Sam's. I said, I appreciate you working, honey. She said, well, I got two kids, and I got, I got a house to support, so I have to work. I said, well, I thank you for working today because a lot of people won't work because they make more money sitting at home than they do working. But guess what? It's going to give out one of these days, and your children and your grandchildren and my grandchildren is going to be the ones that pay for all this junk. Amen? But guess what? He's still on the throne. He's still looking after us. The blood still works in Jesus name let's worship the Lord
the morning till I lay my head to rest. I am blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed. Every day that I live, I am blessed. When I wake up in the morning till I Stretch your hand this way.
You've been watching the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church, a church you can call home with people you can call family. The Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church is located on 112 East Blanche Street, and we welcome you to come and join us in worship every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m., every Sunday night at 6 p.m., and every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Don't forget, if you can't join us in person, you can always join us via the internet through the website at pinelevelphc.org. You can watch our services, check out upcoming events, and lots more there at the website. You can also check out our app through Google Play or iOS App Store. Download the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church app. It's free to use, free to download. You can watch our services live or on demand. Check out other things about the church, even donate to the church through the link. If you have a Facebook account, go to facebook.com forward slash Pine Level PHC. Get notifications when we go live. Check out pictures and other upcoming events about our church. Just like our Facebook page, that's all you have to do also youtube is available for the youtube subscribers search youtube for pine level ph church subscribe to our channel get notifications when we go live you watch our services live or on demand don't forget if you can't watch us maybe you want to listen search for our podcast through your favorite podcast provider and listen to the services anywhere in the world Don't forget about our new radio station. Go to our website or app for the quick link. And you can also just simply type in pinelevelphc.org forward slash radio. Radio stations playing good gospel music 24-7. Also, lots other programming is available for your enjoyment. So if you want to check that out, do so anytime. And listen with friends around the world. For everyone here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church, I'm Joey Perry. We hope to see you soon here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church. Thanks for tuning in to our live stream here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Holiness Church. If you want more information about our church, go to our website, pinelevelphc.org. That's pinelevelphc.org. You can check out pictures, events coming up. Also, watch other services that you may have missed. Also, you can download our free app through the Google Play or the iOS App Store. You can watch our services live or on demand. And you can get push notifications about upcoming events here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Holiness Church, as well as check out other information that's going on. Here. Also, Facebook users search Facebook for uh, Pine Level PHC and you can like our page on Facebook, get notifications when we go live, check out pictures and other things that we post through Facebook. If you're a YouTube fan, go to YouTube, search Pine Level PH Church and subscribe to our channel and get notifications when we go live. You can watch our services live or on demand through YouTube. We also have a podcast available for the people who can't watch. You can listen while you drive or work. Go to your favorite podcast provider or you can go to our website website or the app for the quick link to the podcast. For everyone here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church, I'm Joey Perry. Tune in again Sunday morning at 1030 or Sunday night at 6 p.m. and Wednesday at 7. God bless.